Okay, before we get started, I am required to let you know that during one section of this episode, I use some pretty harsh adult language. So if you're easily offended by that type of language, this episode probably won't be for you. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come here. You looking for some action, bub? Oh, don't pretend like you ain't. I spotted you a mile away. What'd you like? Action! You mean like car chases and shootouts and frightened dames and the like? Oh, that's easy, mister. You want... Ready room, Daily Sandal. A problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. To the lair and quick. You've found anomalies, haven't you, Tower? The Adventure Frequency. Tune in to the Adventure Frequency podcast and set your dials to danger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this mini episode of How Is This Movie? My name is Dana Buckler, and thank you for taking just a little time out of your day to listen. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at How Is This Movie. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash How Is This Movie. Be sure to swipe right on Tinder, and you can always email me with questions or comments at hitmpodcast at gmail.com. Now, that little intro you heard at the beginning of this episode was put together by the folks over at the Adventure Frequency Podcast. It's an amazing and I mean amazing, storytelling podcast that I think everyone should check out. Last week, the first official Star Wars Episode Seven trailer was released. We've already had two teaser trailers, and after each of those teasers was released, I recorded a mini-episode to coincide with them. So, in keeping with tradition, here I am recording this one. Now, I've made a promise to myself not to watch this new trailer because I want to stay as spoiler-free as possible. However, I was doing a guest spot on my friend Nick's podcast, The Dependent Independent Podcast, which you can find in the show notes of this episode. And while I was recording, I had Monday Night Football on in the background. Now, I was aware that the trailer was going to debut during halftime of the game, but I figured that I would be so engrossed in the conversation with Nick that I would be able to drown it out. I also had no volume on the TV. When halftime approached, I could see out of the peripheral vision of my right eye that Monday Night Football host Mike Tirico was on the screen with the Star Wars logo behind him. I knew what was about to happen. And at the same time I was talking to Nick, the trailer started. I will admit to glancing a couple times over at the TV, and what I saw, even with no volume, looked glorious. Now, like I said, I only saw a few seconds of the footage. I haven't rewatched the trailer, and I still won't. I'm going to purchase my ticket for the movie later today. The issue I have with the ticket purchase is what format do I want to see the movie in? It will, of course, be in IMAX 3D, but I'm not sure if I want to see The Force Awakens in 3D. From the research I've done looking into what cameras they use to film the new Star Wars, it looks like the majority of the film was shot on 35mm, with one major sequence filmed with IMAX cameras. Think about The Dark Knight for a moment, back in 2008. Most of that movie was shot with 35mm. However, the epic chase sequence in the underground streets of Gotham was shot with IMAX cameras. But my research has also showed me that no 3D cameras were used to film The Force Awakens. So it's clear the movie will be converted into 3D in post-production. And I don't know how I feel about that. I have never been a fan of the 3D movie experience. Well, with the exception of James Cameron's Avatar, I can't recall a movie that totally blew me away because it was in 3D. Not to mention the headaches I get from looking through the glasses. This year I watched Mad Max Fury Road. I purposely chose the 2D option. When I spoke with a friend who saw the film twice in both formats, he told me that the 3D didn't add anything that justified the bloated ticket price. Of course, my main concern about buying a 2D ticket for The Force Awakens is the theater it will be shown in. 
The Beagle Cinemas in my town has 16 screens, and only four of those screens have the twosies, the row of two seats on either side, which is really the only place I like to sit when I watch a movie. I know what you're thinking, and you'd be right. Talk about first world problems. But I am on a mission to see this film the day it comes out, and I don't want anything spoiled for me. I would really like to know your thoughts on seeing The Force Awakens in 2D or 3D. Let me know. Email me, hitmpodcast at gmail.com. Now, the day after the trailer debuted, I was checking the How Is This Movie Facebook page, and something caught my eye. In the trending section of Facebook, I saw something that said, hashtag boycott Star Wars 7. I clicked the link expecting to read something to the effect of boycott the trailer because of spoilers and such, but no. This was a real effort to boycott the film due to there being a black actor in the lead role and how the new Star Wars film will be a propaganda piece to bring down the white race. Now, as all of you know by now, I try to avoid any type of controversial topics on my show. But I have something to say about this. You see, in my mind there is no controversy. Because what we have here is a group of beyond ignorant fucks that have exhausted almost all means of their hate-filled rhetoric, and they are grasping at straws to remain relevant in a world that thankfully doesn't recognize these deplorable racists. Speaking directly to the person or persons that started the hashtag boycott Star Wars 7, let me say this to you. I am thrilled. I mean thrilled that you will not be watching this movie. Now, I can only hope that someday you will change your way of thinking. But for now, go fuck yourself. Changing gears for a moment, like it's custom with every Star Wars trailer episode that I do, I share a movie theater story or two. And this episode is no different, so here's another one. In 2009, I was on a first date. A good old-fashioned dinner-and-a-movie date with a girl named Jennifer. Not her real name. We had dinner at a small bistro, had a couple of drinks, and I thought a decent conversation. After dinner, we headed to Beagle Cinemas. Now, it's important to note that we drove in separate vehicles on this date. As we walked up to the box office, I said to the cashier, two for the hangover. I was hearing great things about that movie, and I was really looking forward to seeing it. As I reached for my wallet, Jennifer quickly tossed a credit card to the lady and paid for the movie. I, of course, objected, insisting that I pay for the movie. She smiled and said, thanks for buying dinner. The movie is on me. By all accounts, we were off to a great start that night. I passed on concessions, but Jennifer bought some candy and a soda. We made our way into the theater, found two seats, and settled in for the start of the movie. Now, here's where things took a turn. The candy that Jennifer bought was in a cardboard box. But inside the box, the candy itself was actually wrapped in a plastic wrapper. And as the trailers were playing, all I could hear was this. As she struggled to get one chocolate-covered peanut at a time, I looked at her and smiled and politely whispered, You know, it might be easier if you dump the candy out of the plastic wrapper back into the box. She looked at me and shrugged with a, What are you talking about look? Oh well, the lights go fully down and the movie starts. We've got some good news and we've got some bad news. The good news is we found your Mercedes. <laughs> That's great news. That's great. Yeah. yeah, it's over at Impound right now. We picked it up at uh, 5 a.m. this morning, parked in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. There's also a note. It says, uh, couldn't find a meter, but here's four bucks. The bad news is... We can't get you in front of a judge until Monday morning. Oh, no, uh, officer, that's just impossible. No, we need to be in L.A. tomorrow for a wedding. You stole a police car. We didn't steal anything. Um, we found it. Yeah, if anything, we deserve a reward or something, like a trophy. I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. 
Let's go to Vegas. We'll all get drunk and yeah. Yeah. Woo! Let's steal a cop car because it'd be really fucking yeah. funny. Think you gonna get away with it? Not up in here. Not up in here. Oh. Uh. Now I love The Hangover. I think it's an extremely funny movie. But what happened during my first viewing was anything but funny. As the movie begins and the laughs start, someone in the theater was laughing particularly loud and repeating the funny lines of dialogue out loud. In the first few minutes of the film, we see Zach Galkin, uh, yeah, I can't pronounce his last name, getting his measurements taken. Then the camera goes to a shot where you can see behind him and he's not wearing any pants. The person in the theater yelled out, oh my God, he's naked, he's naked, I can see his ass. Oh my God, that's so funny, oh my God. And this continued throughout the first part of the movie. Every time there was a joke, it was repeated back louder and louder. Other people in the theater were turning around to look at this person. One person even yelled, will you shut up? Only to have the joke repeater yell back, you shut up. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dana, you're a movie theater etiquette defender, and in 2009, you were in your prime years of protecting people against such acts. What did you do to stop this? Well... The main issue was that the person was sitting right next to me. It was Jennifer that was the culprit, and as you can imagine, I was so far sunk into my seat that I couldn't see the screen, only the back of the seat in front of me. To say I was embarrassed is not a strong enough word. I didn't see any of these warning signs leading up to what was happening. Dinner was quiet and casual, and like I said, we had a very pleasant conversation. But what was happening now wasn't something I was remotely prepared for. I turned to her and whispered, Boy, you're really enjoying the movie. She looked at me and smiled, then turned back at the screen and continued to yell even louder. 30 minutes into the hangover and I couldn't have told you one thing that had happened on screen. I excused myself to go to the restroom. I got up and as I was walking out of my row, other patrons were looking at me in disgust. I mouthed the words, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry over and over again to each individual. I didn't have to go to the restroom. Instead, I was pacing up and down the hallway thinking about what my next move was. What do I do? I mean... I don't know her well enough to ask her to calm down. And man, she did pay for my ticket. I was in a bad spot. I looked at the exit doors, and I'm sure it was just in my head, but they were glowing, calling to me, saying, just go, Dana. Just go. I was out of options. I couldn't go back in there. I couldn't put myself through that anymore. I took a deep breath, and for some strange reason, quietly snuck to the exit door. I was the only one there, but I quietly snuck to the exit door. I looked back. No one was around. I knew that once I went through those doors, there was no turning around, and that I would be branded an asshole for life for what I did by Jennifer and anyone she spoke to. But that was a chance I would have to take. I pushed hard on the door. The cool evening air hit my face as I proceeded from the theater. Now, I had to have been in the hallway for at least 10 minutes before I made my decision. And as I was walking from the theater, I kept looking back. As I got closer and closer to my car, I was sure she'd be right behind me. I made it to the car, got in, and drove away. Some of you might be thinking that was a pretty shitty move on my part, but you didn't experience what I experienced. And just to be clear, I didn't leave her stranded. She had her own car. I proceeded to ignore the calls and texts that I started to receive that night from her. The final text from her read something, something, you're an asshole, have a good life. When I got home, my roommate asked me, how'd the evening go? I proceeded to tell him the tale. He looked at me, laughed a little bit, and then said something that caught me off guard. So, Dana, I guess you won't be going to your favorite bar anytime soon. Why's that? Oh, shit. That's right. She just started working there. I guess it was time to find a new hangout. 
A couple of years later, I was in a theater watching Bridesmaids. Within five minutes of the start of the movie, I heard something that was strangely familiar. There was a person in the theater repeating all of the jokes that were happening on screen. Again, people in the theater were turning around to catch a glimpse of this person. I myself turned around and sitting four rows behind me was Jennifer, up to her old tricks again. I think more importantly, she was sitting with a guy who by that point was covering his face with his hands and shaking his head in disbelief. Now, knowing that this wasn't an isolated incident and that her riffing on the film would continue, I stood up, turned around, gave a friendly salute to the gentleman who was sitting with Jennifer, and promptly walked out of the theater. My name is Dana Buckler, and thank you so much for listening. What do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? Do they dream of mauling zebras or Halle Berry in her catwoman suit? Don't you worry, a pretty striped head. We're gonna get you back to Tyson and your cozy tiger bed. And then we're gonna find our best friend, Doug. And then we're gonna give him a best friend hug. But if he's been murdered by crystal meth tweakers, well then we're shit out of luck.